Well, hello. Thanks for coming to the A to Z podcast. I'm Zach Jackson. He's Andre Knott at Acker Jackson at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Click over there. Give us a like and all of that. Uh, our longtime sponsor is American Fireworks there in Hudson. They're always open at AmericanFireworks.com. It still feels like summer out there. So yeah. whether you need uh, early Christmas presents or you still want some fireworks for your clam bakes, boom, boom, your Halloween get togethers, um, look them up at AmericanFireworks.com. For your fantasy football loss of the week, have some fireworks go off. Yeah, hey, so, companies out there, I got to tell you, A to Z is moving fast, but Blue Wire now becoming a part of our history and part of who we are. We may have some other names that we will be saying at the beginning of the show very, very soon. We are taking all offers. We negotiate pretty easily because Zach and I are the two worst negotiators ever. If you give us food, fireworks, or uh, beer, <laughs> yes, take us to lunch. Got us. We're begging you, take us to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll say your name. That's all it kind of takes. It's not that difficult. Uh, we really should push harder, but we're simple. We're very simple people. <laughs> Do you want me to give some slogans? Should we start like that again? Ah, uh, yeah. Start us off right because I got my neighbor. I got my neighbor Pat going the other day. Let's go. I don't really have any though. I that thought just came to mind. I don't know. Maybe I'll close with some slogan ideas. You, I'm uh, all right. You, you went out to the West Coast, and I, I need you to help me. I'm usually the uh, proprietor of happiness, and I'm happy. Um, I got no reason not to be happy. I'm I'm over blessed, but and this hasn't happened very often with this podcast, Zach. That um, I'm just not. I'm I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit past what we have to deal with and what we go through when talking about a football team. And they've only played, what, five games? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, there's 12 games left. What the hell are you guys going to write about? What the hell? Are, I'm, I, and then just the Gruden stuff. I, I just feel like we – it is really it was basically what the last two years have been, two and a half years. It's like every time you feel like you, you've gotten out of the quicksand, you take another step and you're right back in the same pile of shit that you've been trying to get out of for the last two years. Well – yeah, I mean, look, there are first world problems involved with, um, you know, the climb that the Browns are on. And I think it's always a fast moving league, right? And the thought that you could ever have a five year rebuild, um, we, we've seen proven false, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, through, through 20 years of rebuilding, there, yeah. was, there was 11 different chapters, right? right. But like, when you think about the year ago this week was the game where the Browns went to Pittsburgh and laid down and got their ass kicked and Baker looked like he couldn't play a lick to where they are now. That's a meteoric change, right? It's an unbelievable change. It's a great change. Unbelievable and, change. And it, my problem is, and we, it, heck, we could run back our podcast before the season started a month ago, a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And one of the main things we said a month ago, calm your expectations. Enjoy the ride. And understand the ride. That's not going to happen, though. You're 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 not preaching to the choir. You're preaching to nobody with that. I mean, but, that's, but why? How? Why? But why not? See, I, I see. I, that's where I feel like, as as a community, we have an issue. <laughs> we yeah, do. No, I can't disagree with that. Anybody um, popping no damn champagne bottles in Cleveland because we're yeah. going seventeen and zero? Well, I can't. You know, obviously, yeah, I go to the games, uh, but and then I spend. I'm on Twitter, right? That's that's part of my job. Is, is tweeting and gauging reaction and looking. Um, you know, then I'm in the comments section of my articles. Dude. And then before I go to bed, I'm on Facebook catching up what people were saying on there. You're um, on Facebook. I do. I do. I admit it. Um, look, it is absolutely outrageous how people lose their minds and lose all perspective. Yeah. It is. It is. From the, there's. Just, <laughs> 
it, it is, it's amazing. Um, it eventually will come to the point that I can't interact with anyone. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the Zach plane of just like, uh, and let, let, let me be clear. It has nothing to do, even though in the last two road games, I've had people argue with me about things I see at the stadium. Right. They're not <laughs> there. Right. <laughs> right. It has nothing to do with us having a platform or whatever. It's just everything to do with like, I don't need this madness. Like, no. Uh, yeah. I got assholes in my DM last weekend. Like, like yeah. literally trying to fight. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, right. What is wrong with you? You little midget. So I yeah. said it. <laughs> I, I said it. Cause I'm sure I can say it. Why are you like, really? You coming at me like oh, over a football game. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but let me lay this out because I don't know where this will go. And that's sometimes the beauty of this. We don't really script yes. much. Um, I'm going to lay out about five positives about the Browns, and it might be, end up being nine or ten positives. And then I'm going to finish with one point that worries me, and I'm going to throw it to you, and this can go however you want. Okay. okay? The Browns are three and two entering a three-game homestand. Arizona's bound to lose. And although I'm worried about – the Browns having <laughs> that ain't a good sale to start off with. Yes, <laughs> but even though I'm worried about the Browns having even seven healthy bodies for defense, let yeah. alone seventeen, right? Run the ball well enough. They get after the passer if they have their dudes well enough that they can really put this together. And clearly, the offense is as talented as it is and as good as it is has not hit overdrive yet. Well, it's week five. It didn't last year. It's not supposed to, right? You could. The way you can run and the way I think Stefanski's calling the game, um, Najoku looks like an NFL player for the first time in his life. You finally got Peoples-Jones involved. Jarvis is coming back at some point. I don't know if it's this week, and I don't know if the short week affects that. But you don't need to rush him. But when he comes back, all of a sudden your quarterback has a security blanket. Kareem Hunt's playing at the highest level of his career. And if you look at the schedule, like – you never know in this league, especially with the injuries. These are the great equalizer, and, and a lot of these games are coming down to the end, and the Browns have to get over that. We'll get back to that in a second. But, Drake, with steady play, a little bit of injury luck, and the offense just playing a little bit more consistently than it has. The what playing with more consistency? The, the offense. Because I'm, Bruh. I'm, Bruh, wait, wait, wait. Let me wait, finish. Let me wait, finish. wait. How many did they score last week? Playing with a little more consistency. How many did they score last week? Fucking game. How many okay. did they score? They scored forty-two. <laughs> God damn! What they man. do the last two possessions? They I don't care. care. You scored forty-two points in the NFL. You should win. You should win. Forty-two okay. points. But listen, this is part of my saying. I'm not even getting to the defense because the defense. I, I don't know where it is. But I, I, okay, I, I I love what you're doing. But God damn it, can't we do this? Like like they scored forty two okay. points with a little more consistency, it can continue. What I'm trying to say is, there's a real good chance that in a few weeks, this team is going to be eight and three. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So here's I, what worries me, other than the defense and the fact that they should probably never punt because they can't. Well, you know, it's okay, okay, okay. Can I finish this thought, please? Low blow, low blow on the on the Scott hammer he's been bad but when you score as much as they do is that really still like i saw people they got to cut they got to cut the scottish hammer like what is wrong with us a guy guys have bad days he doesn't punt that much he holds for the kicker like if 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 we think our little losses are coming down to the scottish hammer right now they're not you're scoring 42 freaking points I just, I just they think we all, we we all we all and, and your and your coach barely ever punts or kicks anyway so like, so why don't we even like 
we all, me included, need to take a chill pill. Right. We all do. Here's because what some of the takes are not your takes. I'm, I'm, I'm. No, half, go I'm ahead. Being half no, we're talking about them. We're talking. No, I'm being half facetious when I mess with you. I know you honesty. Are. Oh, you're, you can't um, bother me anyway. But. Yeah, me either. That's why I, I find some of this funny. To be completely honest, I just I, I can't believe we're at a, we're at the pinnacle or the best point of Brownsdom since '99, right? Um, just and the potential of every single week, you have a legitimate chance to win. You and I have been on that team playing when we knew we knew going to the on the bus from Berea over to the airport as we try to have, find some clean khakis to put on and not the shirt that we had on the, the day before before we got on that plane and not to smell like the Bud Light and Miller Light from the night before and the cigarette smoke that was smoked around us. It was we knew as we got on that plane just get on the plane, shut the fuck up, and we can enjoy our Saturday night and take the ass beating Sunday and get back on the plane. Like that literally was our lives for five, six years, correct? Six, seven, for your decade. Like you knew when you got on that plane, 90% of the time, no matter what that road trip was, whether it was Pittsburgh, Denver, LA, Miami, Houston, you called the, the, the out-of-state town, Baltimore, okay, we get crab cakes and beer by the water. Like our, our, our thought process, Zach and Andres, our thought process through those were very often, and I'm sure, and I know because we were around the players and talked to a lot of the players, let's get on this plane, let's not get hurt, let's get home and try to get back soon enough so we can catch wrestling Sunday night or so we can try to find that girl who goes to Cleveland State for Friday night. Whatever, right? They go onto the field every week now, and this week is going to be tough because, as you said, with the injuries and everything else, who knows what's going to happen. I don't know how we've lost kind of like the feeling for how good we do have it. You went to, you went to LA last week and you know, the charges are, the charges are really freaking good. They're really good. And I guess what I'll go to is this. I know we hate the Baltimore organization. I've, I've said on my own numerous times, numerous times that I've, 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 I respect the hell out of the Baltimore's organization, but, and I kind of say this in the Brownstown podcast, but the, the Ravens are the Browns and they are the true barometer and the team that I hate that stinks the most, but damn it, Zach, I respect who they are and what they do. Like I see people t- tweeting last night, you know, and not to call people out, but our two nephews, our youngest, I won't say their names, but we love both of them. And this is what Twitter does, so I'm not putting them down. And I'm not even going to say their names. They'll figure it out. One of them will text me, and one of them will just ignore me and be mad at me. Um, but, you know, you start tweeting during Monday night games. We've all done it, me included. And it's so easy to just throw Baltimore, oh, look, this is how you stop them. This is how you beat them. They're not that impressive. And you wake up this morning, and they're 4-1 in first place. And they're playing without what, when their fifth string running back. They have a left tackle that's the, the, that equals what the Browns are putting out at left tackle the last two weeks. Uh, they look like half the team. They don't have the guys they went to camp with, but they still are impressive as hell. Don't make excuses and find ways to win games. They have no business winning. As an organization, and I think this is what Kevin Stefanski is getting to. As an organization, that's what you got to be about, right? You got to be about nobody here who's out there, no matter what, who's gotten hurt, no matter what odds you're against, no matter how you lost on the opening weekend, even if you got screwed on a call. You show up and you win because that's who you are. And, and, and when you lose, you don't make any excuses. 
That's right. When do we get to that point? Well, this is, this is what I was getting to the point of. You know what worries me? Obviously, the defense, right? Um, obviously, recording this on Tuesday and not knowing about Jack Conklin, about Denzel Ward, about Greedy Williams. Hell, about Clowney and Garrett, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you figure that's just maintenance stuff, but, I mean, you need these guys. And it is a long year, and, it, and it's a really tough time of the year when you play twice in a week. Um, twice in nine days from now is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and people aren't already going to like this and that's fine because people already think that I have a bias against Baker I'm pretty consistent in some other things though and that's that grown-ups when this is a big boy league you got to be an adults and yes the Browns are good I've been telling you that and yes the Browns have finally changed the talent curve and for years like you just said of going into these stadiums and looking at the other team and saying wow you look at the Browns and say wow they don't need the defense to be stellar they don't always need every aspect of the offense. They just scored 42 points when Odell wasn't a factor, right? Um, they just scored 42 points and left 14 or more on the field. Mm-hmm. But the shit about crying about the refs when there's 8 million ways to go about it, it gives off a sense of entitlement and immaturity that I don't like. And so I can't forecast injuries. I can't exactly. forecast. The referee screwed him. Okay. I can't forecast injuries. I can't forecast if Odell will be a factor or not, or if Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpit will cover anybody or not. Is Ronnie Harrison on the team? He's he, like, he's he had a great first three games, and he, he could did. not have played worse. I know. He could not have played worse. But, Dre, that shit bothers me. Right, me too. You, you know, know it bothers me. You know what me. Instagram's for? It's children. Quit leading the league in Instagram statements and bullshit of blaming the officials and win the game at the end. Because if you're ever going to win big prizes and you're good enough to win big prizes, you're going to have to win the game at the end. And, yes, the officials screwed him. I can come up with three plays. Twice they didn't cover Mike fucking Williams right down the middle. And in two possessions at the end of the game, they showed no urgency to do anything. They gave the game away. The officials did not take it from them. If the Browns grow up, they can win a lot. Right now I see an immature, entitled team, and it worries me. Yeah. And I – oh, oh. You hit on that something real. Look, he's preaching, boy. And you know if you put him on a, a pulpit, it, it would burn down because that boy ain't been in church for a long time. But that was good. He right. The boy right. Let me say something else. Um, wow, Zach, that was good. I want to say this the right I'm glad you brought up the, the busted coverages. And we have to find the middle ground of excuse making and blaming. And in this world nowadays, everything that happens, it has to, it's got to be someone's fault. Someone's got to get fired for it, right? And it's kind of ch- that's a very childish thing to do, but it, it's how our society reacts now. Oh, he said this, fire him. Oh, he did this, fire him. Oh, he did this, you know, he's what's the word everybody uses now? He's, he's canceled. You have to cancel him. If you think the defensive coordinator got this far in life, not teaching cover three, cover two, cover four, right? You should be fired from watching football. I'm not saying the defensive coordinator is perfect, great. I would say this, and we got to be careful because there's somewhere in between. The two weeks before the Chargers game, the defense was sound. And, and like, look, the Bears have played really good football since, the, since they made Justin Fields look like he was playing in Little League, right? They did pretty good against Minnesota, an offense that usually goes <clears throat> excuse me, up and down the field. What happened against the Chargers was embarrassing. And on many levels, on many levels. But just instantly saying Joe Woods has got to go is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I guarantee, guarantee, 
I have never met Joe Woods in my life, but I would take $1,000 out of my bank account and guarantee that the, rights, the routes that Mike Williams ran and got open with and the, what the Chargers did, and they did it with a purpose. They knew that there were certain injuries and there were certain guys not. I mean, to me, A.J. Green, deserve, he deserves like a gold star for how he played Sunday. He was phenomenal. And, of course, the next play, after I tweet that, the next play, I get 18 assholes that are watching football for the first time in their life going, oh, he just got beat there. Yeah, I'm sure his job was to let a guy, like, like that's not what the defense was. You have no idea. what I tweeted this, and I'm in it. There are so many people on Saturdays and Sundays that watch football and have no idea what they're watching. So don't tweet about it. Like, when I see things that don't make sense to me, I don't tweet about it. I keep it to my dumb self. And we probably all should do that more often, all of us. But my point to this is that. Joe Woods is taught to cover four, cover three. And the plays that they were getting beat on and how they were getting beat on, it was obvious that they knew that the safety was playing with his eyes and not playing with his technique. And they were, and that's all that is in these different coverages. And they run certain things and they, and they level you off. They run the inside route a certain way and the outside right route a certain way. And they make safeties pick. The good safeties don't commit until they have to. I shouldn't even say good, good safeties. I mean, how many years did we make fun of? And this is funny because I can't believe I'm going to do this. How many years did we make fun of Greg Double G Williams for playing his safeties in another county? Everyone. Every oh, yeah. But you know why he did that? And I, and I hate giving Greg Williams credit. If you listen to this podcast, you know this. But he knew the one thing I'll give him for as aggressive as Greg Double G Williams wanted to be, he knew that if I'm going to be aggressive up front, I'm going to play my safety 25, 30 yards back so we never get completely beat over the top. We're going to make – we're not going to give a team an easy out. We're just going to tell our, our free, free safety to play as free as possible and never go for double routes or never let the, the route tree fool us. Well, when you play certain coverages and, and you have four or five receivers out there, the safety is going to have to make decisions. And you tip your cap to the Chargers, but at the same time, that was practice, people. I, like I said, I'll take $1,000 out of my pocket, and I guarantee every route that was ran by the Chargers last week has been seen by MJ Stewart, uh, Ronnie, like every guy that – I mean, hell, how many DBs did we end up playing on Sunday because of injuries, Zach? Uh, I mean, a ton. Here, I, I think I got it here. Um, yeah, I do. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, well I'll again. tell you this before counting it out because that's no funny. Everybody can look it up online. Right. Denzel well, Ward's your one corner. He's more, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. So this is Tuesday afternoon, so we don't know the extent, right? Denzel Ward's your one corner. He was hurt. Uh, Greg Newsom is your two corner. He hasn't played in three weeks. Troy Hill is your three corner. He, he left the game for a couple plays. I assume he got hit yeah. in the ribs or hit in the head, and, and he was fine. So um, that leaves Green Williams, who's played a pretty good as your four yeah. corner. He's hurt. Um, A.J. Green has become your five corner. And he showed you something. He's super – I mean, it was the second time he's ever played. In Dude, a game. he played great. He yeah, he's really big did. and fast. Uh, so he's there as your five, and your sixth corner, MJ Stewart, was put on IR today. And all those guys – like, I don't want to make excuses. And we'll get to the coach and the draw play and this and that. I don't even want to talk about the quarterback because it's – we're at a point now – like, we're at a point now where the quarterback talk is just mindless and senseless. If you love him, that's great. That is great. If you don't like him, that's fine. You have that right. But just because I love someone, I love, I look, I love my kids. And I'm going to go to this, like the defensive thing, it sucks. 
I'll go back to the love of kids. I'm going to write that down. Let's finish defense. I don't want to jump around. Um, the defense, Zach, it's not as bad as it was on Sunday, but it's not as good either. And it's going to take work, and certain offenses are going to give them a problem. And when you don't have Clowney to help with the pass rush, when they are they, – they did – and like, and I don't blame officials, but you know what? We held and pushed and grabbed on Bosa as well. That's what you do against 95. You grab, push, double, triple him, hit him in the nuts. You do whatever you can so he doesn't touch your quarterback. That's their job. And you do it until they call it. Ask Doug Deacon one night if you've kind of met the little corner bar in his neighborhood over there in Avon Lake. Ask him all the little shit he did to keep, keep guys <laughs> off of his quarterbacks. And then That's call an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're going to need an Uber. <laughs> right, Isley, let's go. Um, yeah, like that's the game. So to go back off of the whole, like complaining about officials, uh, no shit guys. That's what they do until the penalty is called. I would do the same thing. If that's the guy coming after my quarterback and I got a quarterback like they have, but you know what? Our guys are doing the same thing to keep them off of Baker Mayfield. And until the penalty is called the penalties, you, you keep playing. Why do you think Doug Deacon's license plate is me held? <laughs> yeah. he, he's telling you motherfuckers <laughs> me held <laughs> no I just uh, like I said I just I, I think and, and look what we think right here in front of these mics or, or listening to this wherever you are doesn't matter right like the coaches and players play the games but anybody specifically those involved saying we lost because of the officials like nah I just I, I I know there were bad calls. I went back and watched them Sunday night. I went back and watched them again this morning, right? But, like, I just – I can't buy that. And I, I just – it's hard to get the perfect combo, right, right, of health and talent and maturity and clicking. I think last year this coaching staff showed you they know what they're doing. That's, that's part of the combo that's never been here or hasn't been here for a long freaking time anyway, Right. I think it's rather obvious that the talent is here. Um, and, you know, I, I know he got hurt and I, he's home. I hope he's all right. I mean, it only took five games to make JOK a full-time player because he's that good. <laughs> right? like, Unfortunately, that was the thing we were concerned about, right? Yeah. And That's my know, concern. You said that about Baker last week and we wanted people to understand. We're not, you're not wishing injury upon people when your body is built the way some of these guys' bodies are built. Yeah, that's you, you got to be careful with how they're used. That's, and that's, that's the that's, that's why he lands that's why he lasted as long as he did in the draft. Yeah, and and look, you know, freak thing, right? I mean, before Sunday had anybody ever heard of a throat contusion and then two No, there like Joe six Burrow of them died. last week. Yeah. So there's a lot of pieces here and the defense was always going to need it um need time to communicate and all of these things. Um, okay, so what are they? Okay, let me ask you this. And this is Tuesday. What are they going to do on defense this week against this? I mean, they got all. You just mentioned all those secondary guys hurt. Yeah. And Arizona comes in here and runs four or five wide almost every play. And when they don't, they they rotate running backs that are speed guys. They they do the screens. They, they, I, like their offense is a lot to take in. I'll, just because they they stretch the shit out of you, kind of like the Chargers. They almost make you forget about the run game, kind of like the Chargers, because they don't even freaking run it for half the game. Then when they do run it, you're, you're on your heels. I'm not putting fear in people's – this is a tough league, guys. Yeah. Like, the Browns are hard to line up against offensively. 
And the more people we talk to, the Browns are one of the, are, the Browns are one of the most talented teams, talented rosters in football. They're still going to have issues against certain teams and vice versa. And this team that they play this weekend is going to bring some issues to the table. But I will say this. We had during our fantasy draft, um, I kind of made fun of Zach, not made fun of is Zach and I, how we deal with each other. Um, about halfway through our draft, one of our drafts, our first draft, maybe I was like, uh, I was like, damn, man, you're in love with the, the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals this year. <laughs> <laughs> and the one caveat I gave you about Kyler Murray, because I love him. I go, Zach, he was great. Do you remember me saying, I was like, Zach, he was great the first eight weeks of the season last year. As soon as he got banged up, he was not the same player. First thing I read after their game against San Francisco and their offense changed too. First thing I read after their game against – and it was a good game against San Francisco, and it was not the game we thought it was going to be. It was hard-hitting. It was an old AFC North-type game, the 49ers and Cardinals. Mm-hmm. First thing read after that game, they're worried that Kyler Murray's shoulders bothering him again. If that's the case, we're lucky because their offense is not the same when he gets banged up. Right, because he's, he gets hesitant to run, and it takes away a dimension, right. no doubt. Um, the way the Browns sit back in zone and the way they might have to – being so limited though, you know, that team will dink and dunk you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what DeAndre Hopkins does. No, he just is a beast in the middle of the field and on, on the edge posting guys up basically. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a team. It's top four receivers are DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore, Christian Kirk, and AJ green. It's AJ pretty free. green's the fourth guy. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a pretty it's good group. Pretty good. Yeah, so, you know, so like I said, health is always going to be what you have. And, and, and Jack Conklin, you know, people who know a lot more than o, O-line play than I do have said that he has not played great this year. He hasn't. He's gotten beat uh, up a little bit. But I think he's really good. And, and obviously this offensive line had not only been good, but it played good together. Well, the left tackle has a lingering ankle injury. They finally sat him. Jack has an injury of some sort on the other side. And Chris Hubbard, your veteran insurance policy is done for the year. So health is always like – I said I just don't like – I think making excuses I, – I just I – just, I don't know. I've said, I've said it the best way I can say it already. I, I yeah. just – I don't like – there's ways to answer that question, right, and get your point across without coming out and saying, it was terrible, go ahead and find me, all of that. I just think it gives off the wrong vibe. And it's too early in the year because, like I said, I listed eight reasons why yeah. I think the Browns can go on a run and right the ship. And, and you know, can I ask you a question? They're really hard to tackle. The Browns are really yeah. hard. Yeah, they are. Can I ask you a question? Yep. Um, if, and I don't want to use a player's name, but if a uh, linebacker had come out and said that, is it different for me? Because I'm going to admit, and this is part of, being a leader and being, and being the face of a franchise. And this isn't me attacking. This is just when you are a leader and at the top of the food chain, per se, you're, rate, you're, you're graded and you're looked at a little bit differently than, than an outside linebacker, wrong or right? No doubt. You should be. Yeah. Like there's the, and when you make and – and I don't like bringing money into this. You know I don't. But it's true. But when you're one of the higher, when you're going to be one of the higher paid players and you are one of the higher paid players, the expectation is you're the mouthpiece of the team. You're one of the leaders of the team. 
And there is a way to deal with how you felt about the officials in the, cl- in the locker room with the doors closed and even going to the, like, I've seen it. If you got a problem with the officials, there are ways to tell the officials that they fucking stunk without doing it in front of a microphone. And I can tell you from having beers with officials and have, and look, I'm no, no different. I, I, I go at, I go at umpires all the time. I've also had beers and, and dinner with umpires after games or on the road or here in Cleveland. I've done it and had real conversations with them where they'll admit, hey, if you don't try to embarrass me and you're an asshole, I, I will listen to you and I will admit when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I've had professional NFL and Major League Baseball and NBA refs all say, if you come to me in a right way and talk to me like a human being, if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But when you try to embarrass them, they're human beings. Yeah. And, and they all take tallies. Just remember one that. Other thing. I, I don't blame, you know, there were several reasons that the Browns lost. And I remain convinced that it was uncharacteristic management failures by the head coach that were the, at the top of the list. Right. I, I, I know you do. And that's what I'm not, you know, I don't totally agree with that. Okay. Well, let me, I mean, I know I get what you're saying. I just, here's what I'll say back to it. We cannot praise a coach over, and this is my opinion. It doesn't mean I'm right. My opinion. We praise a guy for constantly, like, going into Sunday's game, the Pittsburgh Steelers had thrown almost 100 more times than the Cleveland Browns. That's a fact. A complete fact. You guys can all look it up. Um, and then when we get, we get caught up in these fancy words that kind of, like, cover up what we're really trying to say. Oh, you got conservative. How the fuck are you conservative when you've scored 42 points and you've called a game the way you've called games all year long? Like, we can't, in my opinion, we can't, we can't, like, they gave up, they, they scored 40-some damn points. I don't see that as conservative. Now, okay, am I crazy about the draw call on third and 10 when you're backed up and you have backup tackles in the game? I'm not. I don't, I'm not crazy about it. But can I, can I raise my hand and say something else? I wasn't crazy about it on third and 30 two weeks ago in Minnesota either, and it worked. I wasn't crazy about it when they ran it in the first half before going into, going into halftime uh, last week against the Chargers, but it worked. I don't, and you don't, and we'll never know, So, but don't fight me and don't start tweeting me. We don't know what was seen, what was called and what was not called, who called it either. There's still arguments about when, when, when our boy was the head coach about a draw call on third and long. There are scouts and people way smarter than you and I that watch that game, and they're not sure that Kevin Stefanski called a draw on third and ten, and it was possibly not. And I didn't say it. I've heard people nationally say it that that played the position, that scout the position, that said, "Hey, there was a bubble to run a draw, and maybe Baker went to that because that's something he saw, and it's a play that works for them so well." I guess what I'm saying is, is Kevin Stefanski perfect? No. Does he have a really good feel for calling offensive plays? Isn't that something we brag about him 100% of the time? Sure. I know this is – I know it's our job. Everybody thinks it's their job to grade every fucking breath that's taken by the head coach of a team. But damn, man, none of us are perfect. And the guy called things that he calls all the time. And then I see right. these words – then I see these words thrown at him. And I'm like, well, shit. I don't hear you guys saying that when third and 30 works and he gets 33 yards. So when the play works, you're a genius. But the same play call doesn't work, you're an asshole. Right. Well, let's sum it up like this. 
Either the Browns – okay, the Browns are probably going to win a bunch of games. I laid out a bunch of reasons why they got a chance to go on a run and continue to improve, right? For the Browns to ultimately reach goals and have a successful season and win the big games, they got to win the final minutes. And yeah, whether – and we've been over a million things from the punter to maturity, right? But whether, when it comes to that, what I just said, executing in the last three minutes and ending up in the left column instead of the right, fair or not, right or not, the head coach and the quarterback are going to get the praise or the blame for that. Yeah, that's right? the game, man. That's, the that's game. how it is. That's always been the game. Right. You're right. Let's, it's, let's like the it it's, like the pre- it's like the president of the United States. You get all the blame either way. Let, let's, let's stick with all Browns here, and let's get out of here on this. I'm going to throw you two questions, one that's kind of an observation, and I want you to say fair or not. Or there's okay. About it. Okay. Uh, today is October, what, 13th or something? It's yeah. It's three weeks from today is the NFL's trade deadline, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so to me, the question is not, would the Browns trade Odell Beckham? The question is, who could possibly think right now that he has any trade value? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not – yeah. I, I think I wouldn't trade him. Shit, you need a downfield – Zach, we got one touchdown to a fucking wide receiver. Now, what comes first? The receiver or the court? Like, 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 like just, just be real. Let's, let's be real and honest. You got one fucking touchdown to a wide receiver. You don't have no threat downfield, and it's not you really used or thrown downfield. The ball, all the balls are thrown to the right-hand side and, and intermediate. Nothing's thrown to the left-hand side. I mean, every team knows it. Mm, I got the chart that says that's not exactly true. Okay, what's, what exactly is true? Heedly, there's a little more there, but if you look at the chart for the last three, it, it was heavily skewed in this game. It was not heavily skewed in the previous two games. Okay, but in the bigger game when you score 42 points, what happened? What happened in the other loss? I mean, he was super sharp in the other loss. <laughs> he was pretty aggressive. He was sharp. He was sharp. But All right, let me, let me say it this way. Yeah, sure. All right, to answer your question, sure. If you get the right deal – Sure, but what's a fifth or sixth round pick? How about you figure out how to fucking use him while you got him? Yeah, I, I, I think just, that's a bro. And how about this? Has it even been a year since he blew out his ACL? No. So why do we have expectations yeah. like this is like this guy's like you're, he's not a hundred percent? You're making. And, and, per- I don't, you're and making- let me say something. I'm not even a huge Odell fan, by the way, and you know that. I mean, I'm just putting it all on on the table. I'm not. But you use talented players. Period. I, my wife and I. We've gone to, and I'm gonna, I'll get this all out. My wife and I, like, our son's been playing soccer. He's been great. And, and one of the A to Z rules, um, I don't put videos up of my kids playing sports and things like that and, and, and telling you their exit velocity and all that shit. I, I just I don't buy into that. It's not – I don't want to put extra pressure on my kids, period, in any way, shape, or form. They do whatever the hell they want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back them. As a parent, and I know you're not a parent, Zach, but I'll, I'll do this. As parents, you don't rank your children, but you know your children's pluses and minuses. You, you know what they, they need a little help with. Like, my daughter is just, knock on wood, I, I, she's, I love how she loves to read, right? She is, she's very, very smart, and it's fun to see it, and I know it's from my wife, and it's not from me, but it's awesome to see it. My son's smart, but he's a lot like me. When he comes home, he ain't trying to read no books. He's trying to go outside, play, get dirty, and that's what he does. He goes to his sister's softball games, and he's dirtier than my, than my daughter after her softball game. As parents, as our job is, we love them both to the end. I'll, I'll give anything in this. I'll give my left, right, 
I'll give every finger, every digit I have for my children. I'll do anything for them. But that doesn't mean as a parent, my wife and I don't have to sit around when we put them to bed at night and have discussions about things that we need to do to help them and things that they're struggling with. In no way, shape, or form is Baker Mayfield my child. But I ask you guys as fans, or as people that wear the jerseys, as people that, 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 that stand for him on Twitter and, and will fight your neighbor over him, I respect him. We've said that before. You're not here, and we're not able to have the conversations we're having without what he's been able to do. That doesn't mean you can't look in the mirror and talk about some of the deficiencies that are there. And if he, yeah, he's your quarterback, hell yeah, you fight for, with it for him. But like, what's the really the fight for if there are things that he can do better? If there's other guys that do certain things better, I, I can go to my my daughter plays softball games every day this week. She scored the winning. Uh, run last night and it was awesome because my daughter she's she's got a, like sports aren't her favorite thing she can do them but she'd rather read books and, and color and she, she's got her mind works in other places but man the joy I saw on her face when she scored the winning run in her game last night it was sweeter than all the goals I see my son score every every week every day in, in soccer every time he does something because there was a joy for it because she's had to work at it and it was fun to see her you know, like I don't hold against her, her deficiencies in, in the game or whatever else, but it was awesome to see her grow within the game and to see her like happy, even though she could give a shit less about playing. <laughs> like, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you saying that so she went from really bad and her team was really bad to scoring the winning run that we should pay her 40 million just for that? <laughs> <laughs> and don't you say a damn word on Twitter about my daughter himself. I mean, I mean, I heard on the radio this morning, well, he stood up for Cleveland. Well, what did he do? Yeah, what does that mean on third down and four? What does that mean on third down and ten? What was that drive at the end of the game, people? Yeah. All right, you t- all right, Zach, I'll ride with you. Stefanski, you fucking sucked on that third and ten draw. Right? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll work with if you, you on that. Throw, my, my thing with that is if you want to throw it on second and nine, if you're not playing super conservative, then throw it on third and nine, too. Throw it on first no, no. and no, no, I, I totally agree. I, I, I don't disagree. But the same – all I said to you is this. We got to be careful with that shit because we, we pat him on the back with how brilliant he is when it works all the time. And you know what I'm saying. How many draws have they, draws and screens have they run on third and longs? All you smart guys out there, um, this is where I need my boy. And I know somebody can give it to us. Just go back and look at all the times over the last two seasons Kevin Stefanski has run draws and screens on second and third and longs. I guarantee the Browns are at the top of the list to be successful doing that. And we all crown them every time it happens. We're all like, man, that was a brilliant time to call it. I agree. But on the last drive, they, like, that was one of the worst two-minute drills I've ever seen. And I don't know if that's on Stefanski. I don't know if it's on the quarterback. But who, as you said to me very well, who gets the blame in those situations? Yeah, I, I guess I want to go back to my other thought. As we they're throwing out. underneath when they need it 60 yards, yeah. and they're throwing little halfback. It, it, yeah, my thought there is on the first – obviously the Chargers are keeping everything in front of them. They're giving you the first one. So you take the first one to get the drive going, and you run yes. up there, right? But you can't sit there and take it. You, you have to push the ball down the field. you got to force it, yes. You have to, right. Um, I just want to say – and th- this is not my – Final take. I think you guys know when I raise my voice or I really believe something. <laughs> I just want to say that for the first time, 
I'm wavering. I, I've been adamant for a year now that the Browns are not better without Odell Beckham. And that he, all the things that you said, that he's too talented, you've got to use him right, that this can work. But, Jerry, I'm watching these last couple of games. I watch him not get looked at. I watch how he reacts when he misses. I watch him drop the wide open pass on fourth down. Wide open, schemed wide open, could catch and run. I see three targets in 58 plays. I see when this offense is his best, the way it incorporates different people and moves different people. And he can certainly – he doesn't need nine targets. Like, he can change the game on one touch. I get uh, that. Your only touchdown pass to a wide receiver was because of him. Yes. Yes. And he, he absolutely drove the defense there. That is, a, yes. that is 100% right. I'm glad you brought that up. I would have forgotten that play because so much weird stuff, wild stuff happened later. Right. But I'm just wondering right now, like – It's not working. I, yeah, I agree. It's, it's not, not working. working. And – like I said, everything from the body language to why it's not work, why he's not making more plays, why he's not getting more chances to make more plays. Like for the first time, I'm I'm coming around to the fact that it is a conundrum and it is something that is weighing on everything they do. Are you sure that it's I weighing think, on everybody? I think it is. I think it is. I, I don't I just, know that for certain. I, I get you. I try I to you. watch. You know, like when, when I'm at the games, I I try not to sit not to be smarter than everyone and say, I'm into games and you're not, but I try to watch the interactions, the personnel changes and the way guys react to plays to get a feel for that because I am at the games. Right. right. That's your job. Yeah. And I see the quarterback, not look at him. I see the quarterback miss other guys and he throws his arms up. Right. I see opportunities for him to get deep, but they're, I haven't hit one. And yes, it's three games, and yes, he's not yet a year, and all of that. I, I know that stuff, and that's why I'm saying, like, especially given this offense, how it usually does such a good job of distributing the wealth, of zigging when you think it's going to zag, of taking plays the other direction, and guys running wide open on these deep crossers that's supposed to be his bread and butter. It can happen. Yeah. But man, I just come out of that game thinking, why doesn't it happen? Well, yes. When let is me, it gonna happen? Yeah. Let me say this. Go ahead. Get rid of him. That's fine. Okay. I don't see a change in the offense, and I, and I think it's a bigger issue that we don't even have to go to right now. There's something about – they can win a lot of games the way they're set up. And uh, I love you, but I, I get cautious when we talk about body language and shit like that um, because we're reading stuff that we, we're just reading what our eyes see. And we've had conversations about wearing the certain clothes to, you know, where, where, what's your saying about wear the clothes for the job you want or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Dress and for the one you want, not the one for you the want. one you want. Right. And that's, that's dead on, you know, that that's, that's the truth. Um, but that doesn't mean if I I'm gonna come in in, in t-shirt and in, in shorts that I can't do the job. That's right. Um, so yeah, sure. Okay. Let me ask you this. They trade them away and they get a fifth round pick. What have you accomplished? Have you, on the, what have you accomplished on the field at 1 o'clock? Or sure, five? sure. Um, I would say this. You have one more fifth-round pick than you're going to have because inevitably he's not going to be on the team next year. Right. So, okay, so, that's, so you'd rather have that fifth-round I'm asking. No, so you'd that, rather that, have that's why round. I said you can't, you can't sit here and pretend that, that he's worth anything right now because he's not. He's right. not playing He's great. not even to you. He's not even to you. Yeah, right. But, it, but my thing, yeah. And I don't, yeah so I, you're I, trying I, to say then why, why move him? Yeah, right. Like no, what are you accomplishing? That is the logical answer here. I'm I'm just saying, like, man, it's maddening that they can't. It is. It's maddening. To me, it's more maddening. 
never mind. I I ha- like whatever they do with them. That's fine. It's fine. I just think you like open. I, and I'm not saying it. Open your eyes, though, everybody. Okay, if you get a talent like that, all right. How did Phil Savage always tell us about drafting a Braylon Edwards? And I think we just had a Brownstown where he talked about it, and he said he learned after drafting Braylon Edwards that that's the last piece of of, of the of the meal. Like, right, that's the dessert. That's the cherry on top. Because for a wide receiver to be successful in the NFL or successful in any real offense, you got to get the snap right. You got to protect right. The quarterback's got to make the right read. Quarterback's got to make the right throw. Then it comes to, he's like, as he always said, he goes, there's so many steps to making a wide receiver successful in an NFL offense. And it comes down to all those other steps of the process then it goes to you have to you have to run the right route, you have to catch the football, and you have to run with the ball, you know, all that stuff. So, okay, get rid of the cherry on top. Is your offense better or worse? Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to make your offense better. Right. And it's at the end of the day. Targets he's making $16 million. Well, I, yeah. But that's not like they don't run the offense going, all right, we got to get to the $15 million, man. Now we got to get to the $100,000. But uh, these are fair questions to ask. I agree. But they scored. But okay. Once again, we're both saying the same thing. Is the offense really the biggest issue right now? No, it's not. It's not. Is the issues of whatever is going on between the quarterback and the wide, number one wide receiver really the biggest issue of this team right now? No, but. I'm glad you. But we talk about it like it is. Yeah, I'm glad you put it that way. Because listen, barring this team winning six of the next seven, which they can, I I laid out the reasons why. What are we going to keep talking about? Because it does hang over the the ceiling of this team. It does. Quarterback and the number one wide receiver. Well, think about this, and I because I only got a couple more minutes. I had to pull the Zach. I got to be a dad and got to get ready for softball game. Um. You love going to bad ball games at six o'clock at night. Oh, <laughs> that's, my, that's what Jesus has done to me. Um, and we've passed over the Gruden conversation. I want to have the conversation another time, another place. Um, so imagine if all of us idiots are having this conversation constantly about those two. Imagine what the emails and conversations are in Berea about what's going on between those two. I know. And like I said, this is my thing. I do not desire to wade in to the fan fights about Baker versus anyone else or Baker versus 40 million or Baker with the future of the Browns. Right. But people, I would just say like when these conversations are had, the quarterback Jersey that used to hang a bro call does not come up. The magical Thursday night game in 2018 does not come up. Nope. Right. What comes up Great is point. the future of the franchise and the ever ongoing goal of which this team has never been closer, at least not since the 1980s. It's about, can you get there? Right. Yeah. And so it's not about your feelings. It's not about your memories. It's not about selling jerseys or commercials or any of that stuff. Right. It's what have you done for me lately? And what can you do for me tomorrow? when we got to go through these super freak quarterbacks. Yeah. Get there. Yeah. There's some, there's some doozies out there. There's some super freak quarterbacks out there. It's and, so, not, and it's nothing wrong with looking in the mirror and realizing right. that you're not the, the prettiest. So, again, t- take your side, 
and wear your jersey and, and root, root, root for the home team. If you've been doing it all along, God knows you earned it. But don't ignore the fact that these conversations are going on internally and they're awkward. Yes. Yes. He's 50 starts in. Okay. At some point you are who you are. And when the spike is so far up and so far down, and when the two phenomenal seasons you've had, and they were phenomenal, at least large parts of them, have ended with you can't get a first down. Mm. Those are the conversations that are had. These, this this we, is just reality. As we, yes, and I can end on this. As we go back and forth, all of us, um, about official, officials and, and, and the D coordinator and this and that, when Jimmy Haslam's first question, most likely, and Paul DePodesta's, and you name all those guys, and Andrew, the first thing is, why are we having issues late in the game with the football? What do we need to do, look at differently? What do we need to set up differently? All those numbers and stats we all spit out to try to make ourselves look smart, they got them before we even can think about them. And as Zach said, in those conversations, no one is bringing up the free bud lights for everybody. No one's bringing up right. Brownstown. No one's bringing up. Like that's not a part of it. They have to legitimately say, okay. And as the owner, I'm sure at some point in time, he's got to say, well, holy shit. Kansas city's got that guy. The chargers got that guy. Where's our guy stack up. That's a legitimate question when you want to win it all. Where's our guy stack up next to the guys we're going to have to go see? And not only is that a legitimate question with many, many layers. Yes. But you're never going to bury these teams. You're going to have to beat them at the end. Hey, Riz and I talked about this Sunday night. Because when I said this to Riz, he, got, he wanted to snap at me. And I go, Riz, what's the difference in the 80s? I go, Bernie had to go against John Elway, um, Boomer Esiason, Dan Marino. Like you messed up the whole damn thing. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> the point was Bernie Kozar couldn't get over the hump because he couldn't beat John Elway. You matter. <laughs> Shouts to you guys. Shouts to American Fireworks. Shouts to Blue Wire. Facebook.com. Slash A to Z podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tweeting. Hey, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. This is a good time of the year. Just take a deep breath on Sunday afternoons. Yes. Enjoy Enjoy this shit. By the way, I got a DM. I got a lot of weird DMs last Sunday, but I got one from a, a, a professional athlete in Cleveland. Who during the game was like, holy shit, this team is fun to watch. Why don't we go to the game together next week? <laughs> like, I don't get DMs from like cute girls. I don't get them from like I don't get them from girls throwing pictures at me. I get them from other athletes saying, Hey man, why don't we go to the game next week? That's my life. See you Friday night. Every, I was almost said where. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is shaping up to be one we're not gonna talk about on the podcast. <laughs> talk to you guys soon. Enjoy your life. Stop bitching and complaining and fighting each other. We may need to all be on one team. We should come back later on this week and talk about Chucky. Let's do it. See that. We need you on, Chucky.